0: From the dark web to your radio dial, you are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News twelve hundred WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host Brett Pyatt, a twenty-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by Kelly Isbell, a high school principal. You may wonder, why do we have a high school principal? On Cyber Talk Radio. Now, if you have been listening, we, we have interviewed some teachers from some schools uh, and some educators because we are focused on cybersecurity education, computer education, all of this STEM. Uh, and Kelly's here to join us this week. She's going to be the principal of a brand new high school this year. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Brett, for having me.
0: Yeah. So you're starting up a, a brand new school. So you're part of the downtown startup scene now.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So uh, for the listeners out there, uh, what's the, the name of this school and, and how did you guys uh, come about this just overall idea?
1: Absolutely. Uh, we are called Cast Tech High School. Cast stands for the Centers for Applied Science and Technology. We're the first of seven career-themed high schools to go into San Antonio. And what really makes us unique is that we were started by business and industry to address their there's a shortage of workers there to address local workforce labor demands. We were created to offer students the opportunities to have um, careers in high demand fields. It's not enough to just say we want students to be employed after high school. We want them to be paid well for what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So you're going to be on the, the Fox Tech campus downtown Correct. here in San Antonio. And so... Um, For those that don't come down into the downtown area, my understanding, Kelly, is that uh, a while ago the Fox Tech actual high school itself closed down and SISD looked at, well, what can we do to revitalize this campus to bring education and learning back into it and to really rebuild from the ground up? And now CAST is the third school kind of on campus. You've almost made a little mini university there.
1: Yeah, the Fox Tech campus has been in existence for quite some time. The buildings that we're occupying were not being used prior to us moving into them next fall. Um, But yes, uh, the superintendent does envision that um, Fox Tech is like a little mini university with its uh, subdivisions and departments. So we're not... A neighborhood school. So no one goes out of their home, catches a bus, and rides it to our campus in the traditional high school sense. So the, the schools that are housed there are schools of choice. So we have the Advanced Learning Academy and the Fox Tech Health and Law Magnet programs. And CAS Tech will come online in 2017 to offer yet more opportunities to students from all over Bear County, not just SAISD.
0: Yeah, so you've selected your first class of freshmen now or all the applications are in. Where are you at in that process?
1: Uh, We have selected all of our students. Today is the deadline for them to accept. We had um, 270 applicants for 150 positions.
0: That's wonderful. And uh, in the technology world, uh, we usually run a a really heavy mix. Um, Tech companies are pretty proud of themselves when they're at uh, 20% female, that they feel that's workforce diversity. Uh, On your first year, I heard you may have uh, done even better than that.
1: We did. Overall, we're at about 30% female. We actually had um, over 40% female applicants inside SAISD. So we were very pleased with the number of females that applied from our in-district population. So we need to work next year on really growing more females from outside of our school district. And I guess I should explain that. Um, Within CAST, we can select 50% of our students from inside the district and 50% from Bear County. So anyone interested in our school from countywide can apply.
0: Yeah. So if, if you're outside of the SAISD and you're listening to this going, man, I would really love to go to a school that's focused all around computer software and computer programming and you're an eighth grader or you're the parents of an eighth grader, you can get Lined up for next year because you're going to take another 150 freshmen. 150
1: next year. Yeah, we're going to grow to 600 students within our program within four years.
0: So that'll be uh, some good growth to go through there. Most uh, startups here downtown would love to quadruple the size of their their business over the course of four years. (laughs) Uh, Well,
1: it's really exciting to lead San Antonio's first high-tech high school.
0: Yeah, and so you say high-tech high school, so you're going to teach technology stuff there and programming but what else are you doing differently than a normal high school?
1: Well we have our industry focus which is really IT and business so think of the duality between the two and that you can come in and learn about banking, finance, marketing, uh, but also um security animation, video game design, um, uh, app development, so many career fields that we hope to see students begin to merge those two career fields together to really learn about project management we really are an incubator for ideas and projects but if you think about how we're different other than those things from a traditional high school we really are a project-based learning environment where our partners in industry and even the city are offering us real-world problems that they want our students to solve and we address those through our standards, through uh, through our TEKS, just like any other school would do. But there's an end product that we produce something real with what we do in-house. We are a blended learning environment and a personalized learning environment. So literally every student will have a laptop They will open this laptop uh, when they come in. Uh, In the morning, it has a dashboard of all the things that they're supposed to achieve, real-time analytics. They can collaborate. They can work on their projects through this environment. Um, After school, if they need to work together as a team, they can even do it digitally because if they don't have Internet, we will provide that for them so they have 24-7 access to our curriculum um, and to one another through our platform.
0: Yeah, and, and that's uh, one of the interesting ones in San Antonio as Kelly was going through there. She mentioned that some of the students may not have Internet at home. And uh, for those listening on a podcast via iTunes or uh, iHeartRadio, you definitely have Internet access uh, to get that onto your iPhone or uh, to stream to your computer. Uh, Bear County, we have a, a real divide here where there's um, a good portion of our city, as you, you look at home counts and some of these numbers, may maybe as high as 30 or 40% of the residents do not have high-speed Internet at home today. So um, being able to provide that there is going to allow you to have a, a more diverse student mix and that's uh, important to uh, be able to show the development and growth that those folks can have when they, they get access to the same technology that many of us take for granted.
1: And I would even call that reliable access because uh, we've, we've heard from some of our, our students that Internet comes and goes as the parents are able to pay for it. So one month they may have it, one month they may not. So we really want it to be reliable and consistent.
0: Yeah. So it, from a, a curriculum perspective, you, you talked about these projects. Um, as you, you went out to, to go recruit these students, uh, I heard rumors that high school freshmen will be taking physics.
1: That is correct. We are inverting the science curriculum and doing physics first. We did this in another school that I created. And what we found is that students were able to actually apply algebraic skills that they were learning in physics. So what that did for us at the end of the year, our students really understood algebra because it was so application based. And our end of course exams were some of the highest in the city because of giving students the opportunity to apply it. And again, that just lends even more credit to a project based learning environment where you actually get to use what you know.
0: Yeah. And. So as you, you talk about this project-based learning environment, it's the physics example where you're applying algebra, that these projects that you're going to get from businesses, then the students are going to go learn the skills they need to complete the project. It's not going to be they're already going to have a bunch of skills and you're going to try to fit the project into the yeah. puzzle box of the skills they already have. Can you, you help explain and elaborate a little bit more on yeah. that?
1: I, I, I think uh, we as adults uh, do this all the time. We need to fix something in our home or we need to help a friend with something so what do we do we use real-time learning we we open youtube we we look at all kinds of digital resources to help us solve the problem that we need to solve it's real it's authentic it we go and apply it we use it we do it Uh, this is so different than what we've done in traditional education where we roll out all this information to students and They have to sit and wait for a time where it's actually relevant and useful. And so what I like to think of it as real-time need-to-know learning. So we really integrate all the things that we need to know and we apply it so that it's relevant.
0: You're listening to CyberTalk Radio. I'm joined this week by Kelly Isbell, the principal of a brand new science and technology-focused high school here in San Antonio. Uh, we've been talking through some of the background on Cast Tech um, and how it's going to start up. Uh, you can listen to the rebroadcast and replay of this uh, Tuesday here after the program. Uh, you can find it on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. Uh, so you're going through talking about these projects. So, uh, do you have an example project uh, to share, of a hypothetical here out for the audience of what would uh, their st- son or daughter uh, experience if they were going to cast?
1: Well, we met recently with the leaders of San Antonio to include um, the city manager Sch- Cheryl Scully. We were invited to their citywide retreat, and we were able to take in the cast ideas and the, and the PBL, or project-based learning examples. And we asked them, "Can you give us some ideas of things that our students could work on?" And it was a, we had over a hundred city leaders there working with us during this time. And it was a wonderful opportunity for us to really see application just here in our city. And one of the solutions that we came up with were students developing an app for city of San Antonio, where uh, visitors could tap into all the things that are going on in San Antonio, so it's one collective opportunity and, and and opportunity for resource development. We were talking about opportunities to design and develop a Wi-Fi system that would be held in trash cans in city parks, so that Wi-Fi really spans uh, across the city. Our own local example is the uh, the problem of parking at Geekdom. So how could our students work with facilities and city planners and, and architects and developers in developing, helping uh, come up with a solution for the parking problem here at Geekdom. So there are a variety and, and there's the whole business side. I mean, could we look work with our HEB partner to develop a marketing campaign for one of their upcoming promotions that could be held as fine as a, in a, within a digital media class. So, those are just some of the very um, broad examples that we use to help convey what we're doing.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mentioned physics a little while ago. You've mentioned now uh, digital media. So, uh, how does the coursework at CAST uh, vary compared to if, if I was going to attend a uh, normal? sort of district-style high school right now?
1: Well, as we obviously mentioned, we're doing physics first, where students would traditionally take biology in their freshman year. But we want to allow students to see the natural connection between disciplines. So, for example, our English class would be um, combined with our digital media class. So you're writing through the context of media, because most of that's that's a huge audience for what we do now in modern culture is we write for media. So we want students to experience the integration of those. Um, computer uh, programming is actually considered a foreign language by the state of Texas now, but we want to integrate that with Spanish. So we want to, students to really experience language through programming. Um, Our, as I said, our math and our science classes would be integrated. We have a class called Principles of Business, Marketing, and Finance that we want to uh, connect to our mentorship program. So uh, all of our students will have business mentors from the field. So we want them to have a vehicle to be able to connect that curriculum to our mentorship program.
0: And so you've gone through curriculum there and mentioned another thing that's uh, maybe new and different um, from a traditional high school experience. You're going to have mentors on campus monthly. yes. Um, And so explain that of how you're bringing folks in from the outside to get involved in the the learning process.
1: Absolutely. Um, TechBlock, who's one of our wonderful wonderful partners in the whole CAST startup, um, has a program called Friends of CAST, which business and industry, even university um, individuals can can sign up through this, um, through the website to become engaged with our students and what we are talking about initially is first Friday. So the first Friday of every month, we would like for our business mentors to come in and work with students from around 8.15 to roughly 9 o'clock. Um, one day a month that's our physical on-site visit as well as being able to connect and support them through their projects and we'll have a platform for this interchange between the two um, so that students get real world and valuable insights in and thinking through the problems and the projects of what we're doing we're not necessarily asking mentors to come in and and be personal coaches but to the extent of how how they can support our curriculum and the student or even that team through that process.
0: Yeah, and and this is, is one, as you uh, mentioned during the opener, you want to prepare your students not only to potentially go on to college if they choose that route, but to be ready to take a job out of high school um, and be involved in a, a professional capacity. So uh, I think one of the amazing things about this mentorship idea is they're going to learn to have adult conversations with adults while they go through high school over the course of the year. And you're going to have them asking questions of these mentors. They're going to answer questions just as you would go and during a work life and reach out to an expert on a topic. And you're going to go ask that expert question so you can take that and apply it to, to what you need to do. Um, and, and I think we uh, really don't uh, appreciate um, how hard of a transition it is for kids coming out of high school these days um, where the, the teachers are in general having to teach just directly to a standardized national test. Uh, And they're not learning the skills that they need, frankly, to interact uh, with adults in a working environment or with peers in a working environment.
1: So, yeah, that I think that transition is ultimately important. And we are beginning to set the culture and the tone for this school. Um, I am going to be known as Kelly. I am the principal. We're going to be on a first name basis with our students. All of our teachers will be. We want them to begin to develop Uh, close relationships and learn to talk to adults as early as ninth grade so they will have so many opportunities um, to talk with adults Um, something we haven't talked about is that work-based training is very important to this model so um, on fridays we want our students to be you know walk to our downtown tech partners and um, do job shadowing they'll have internships their junior senior year they're going to be presenting every project they do has to be curated in an education term, which means presented, explained, uh, vetted by someone else. So they will have multiple opportunities to get to talk and to begin to relate to adults. What I'm hearing from business and industry is often our kids have uh, come out of high school with with hardware knowledge, um, even out of college, but they can't convey what they know to the rest of the team. So. The idea of project of, of management, of project leadership, being able to explain, explore um, what it is that they do or they know how to do, uh, communication skills are essential to be successful.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you, you can be as knowledgeable as you want about a topic, but it, without the ability to share that knowledge with others, it doesn't help get projects completed. It doesn't help solve real problems for people. So, Uh, really appreciate that the school's taking that approach to not just teach all of these uh, higher level STEM topics, but teach it in a way where there are going to be folks that can go bridge that gap and that divide out there between uh, solving the science problem and communicating that solution out to people. So you had mentioned uh, in passing earlier, and on this interview we're bouncing around a little bit because it's a free flow uh, Mm -hmm. discussion. Uh, Kelly mentioned earlier that uh, she something when she started up another school. So I uh, want to loop back here before we head into the bottom of the hour break. And how did you end up principal of Cast Tech? So walk us through your journey uh, to this point where you decided to say yes to to this new job.
1: Well, I think as I look back on my career and all the opportunities that I've had, um, things just kind of scaffold on each other and they build naturally. And if you look back in time, you can see the interconnectivity between things. i I did a master's thesis on business and educational partnerships because I found it to be very interesting. I moved out to San Antonio to take a job as an internship coordinator at a high school. Again, building off of that business and and industry piece. And I I was able to get students uh, internships, 120 students a year by myself. Um, here in San Antonio. And again, I had a lot of business partners who supported our efforts to grow that program. And then while I was at uh, that school, that was at the International School of the Americas in Northeast School District, we were also a professional development school for Trinity University, really turning out teachers. And so I was able to work in that environment. And then I was hired by then Superintendent Richard Middleton to create the Design and Technology Academy. So I got to do that. That was at Roosevelt High School, and I created and ran that for seven years. So there's the technology piece that goes along with it. And then I uh, transitioned, uh, went into kind of full-time mom life, but I continued to um, work in teacher education and worked for a private providing company and and recommended and evaluated prospective teachers. And then um, I went to work. I created a company inside HEB, got to know HEB, um, and then I did more teacher education and development with Alamo Colleges, which is where I ended up before I came into this job. So uh, the, the dual purpose that I have this year is to create a school that is IT and business focused, but to also create a laboratory school for the University of Texas, San Antonio. So we will actually do teacher and, and administrator training in our facility. So there goes that that whole piece of kind of everything that I've done uh, that, that ends up. Perfectly suited for some, well, so I think perfectly suited for something like this. This, this I call our, 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 we're very much an incubator, but we're very much an agile environment. I'm, I'm developing things constantly as we go.
0: Yeah. So you had mentioned, uh, HEB as a, a partner involved in this. So, um, can you, you walk through the little bit of the, how did this all cast come about in some more detail? So you're, uh, working with Alamo Colleges. You've got the background. This uh, somebody at HEB pick up the phone and, and give you a call saying, hey, we've got an idea to do this in-district charter Oh, downtown. no,
1: no. They started it well before me. Um, HEB has been very much a, a player in the educational space for a very long time. And so they were looking and they'd been looking uh, at all kinds of national models, Kate, Kate Rogers and her team and really seeing what's going on in the whole education ecosystem and so they wanted to create um, a high school experience here in San Antonio to really address some of these career themes and TechBlock was looking to grow its own presence in downtown San Antonio. They, in, in order to create a really vibrant core and to bring in smart, young, professional creatives, they wanted a place uh, to really promote education and, and a quality school. So both groups ended up having this conversation with the mayor at some point in time, and then she suggested that they work together to create something, and that's how CAST Tech was started.
0: And then, uh, so San Antonio I, uh, Independent School District, SAISD here downtown in the center of, of the city, got involved. So this is not just a another charter or another uh, independent uh, private or privately funded program. This is funded my understanding is roughly kind of half by in-district funds, half by the the partnerships and sponsors that you have for the school?
1: Yes, we are an in-district charter inside San Antonio Independent School District. Our startup money was provided by HEB uh, to get us off the ground, uh, and we will still have some startup funds that will support us in our first full year with students. But the funding at that point in time will kick into SAISD. But all of our capital campaign, we're renovating a beautiful facility um, that was built in 1932. And the dollars for that have come from external groups. And SAISD is committed to funding 10% of that renovation.
0: Yeah. So, and and she says, beautiful building, built in 1932. And then at some point with uh, the Cold War, they... Turn the basement into a nuclear fallout shelter.
1: Absolutely, yes, uh, very much so. It it had a maximum occupancy of 155 students and I, or people. I don't, I I joke and say who are they going to save because obviously that's not saving too many people on campus. Um, but we it's it's now going to become home to a, a cool makerspace environment with 3D machines, uh, a digital media lab, a computer programming lab, a teacher workroom, and some cool office space and. Uh, HEB uh, architects and interior designers have done just this amazing job of outfitting this in a way that looks unlike any other high school ever has looked. And I, I, I jokingly say to Lorenzo Gomez at Geekdom that your employees are going to come work at our space because it's going to be way cooler than what you've got.
0: Yeah, yes, it, it will be. Yeah, I think the only high school I may have ever seen that looks like uh, what's being built over there at CAST is one of the things that they dream up in Hollywood. It's one of those... Um, fancy high schools on uh, television, but this is actually real, and it's uh, going to give access to real kids and not just uh, actors on TV somewhere.
1: Absolutely.
0: So uh, you had uh, uh, mentioned Geekdom and uh, and the folks at Tech Block, and there's some industry involvement. I understand even above and beyond that in HEB, and we can uh, dive into a little bit more of uh, this advisory aspects. And um, some of the other things you you had hinted at here is that there's going to be a a partnership with UTSA. And we will dive into that and uh, much more about Cast Tech and what's going on, how you can get involved and uh, how you can potentially get uh, your uh, son or daughter lined up to uh, enroll next year. Welcome back to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year Internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by Kelly Isbell, principal of Cast Tech High School. If you missed the first half of the program before the break, you can listen on Tuesday on iTunes podcasts, on Pocket Cast on your Android devices, or on any computer or mobile phone via YouTube. Uh, You can find out more information about all of this on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. Not only this episode's up there, but all of our past programs as well, covering uh, things such as artificial intelligence, uh, what is a drop test, social engineering on social media, and all sorts of uh, other interesting things uh, in and about cybersecurity. Uh, We also have a a series uh, ongoing right now that Kelly's joining us as part of uh, around education, Uh, and cybersecurity workforce development. Because in this uh, cyber world uh, that we're headed into now, uh, everyone's moving to digital records, uh, to digital business processes, um, and we thus uh, need to secure all of these things and uh, learn how to start writing software and programs securely um, to begin with. And uh, with that, we have a million jobs out there and only 50,000 qualified applicants for them. Uh, This is uh, not going to lead us into a successful next to 20 years as an economy, and we could um, get on here and we could talk all sorts of uh, technical things about cybersecurity, but if there's no one out there to actually implement this, none of it really matters. So I really, Kelly, appreciate what you're getting started. Um, I appreciate what IS, SAISD is doing uh, in partnership with you, uh, HEB, and uh, many others, the tech block and many others that are involved in Cast Tech uh, to get going here. So we, we had talked um, before the break uh, about some of the curriculum overall, uh, how things are going to be set up. You're bringing on 150 freshmen this year. Uh, you'd mentioned they're going to have a laptop, and that laptop's going to give you some freedom to do personalization and things uh, maybe above and beyond uh, what you would get out of a normal high school.
1: Correct. Correct. And through our learning management system, that's our, in education, it's um, LMS. Through this management system, our teachers will be able to load videos, content, books. Uh, we are able to tap into Bibliotech, the online digital library. Cast students are going to have complete access to that. And... Uh, Judge Wolf was so excited about the prospect of CAST that we have this unique partnership with Bibliotech. And even they have extended that relationship to an organization called BiblioLabs that is a huge uh, international content provider. So imagine our students uh, in this personalized space that we're describing. If a student wants to explore um, cyber or web or unique elements to IT, I don't have to go back to SAISD and say, I need resources uh, for all of these things. I have this huge digital curated library of, of information that we can tap into to meet the needs of students. And in a personalized environment, you're not just talking about what interests you, but choice and and through through the content so let's say a student wants to design um, a project they have multiple opportunities and ways to to meet the needs of what the the teacher would have them do within that space
0: and and so going through uh, you have this lms platform and you have a, a different way then to handle uh, class every day is it Bell rings, everyone sits in rows in a desk all day. Uh, how does how does that go?
1: Absolutely not. That would be horrible. We would not want to do that. We want to do something completely and unique and different. Uh, when this school was started, um, our business partners ran focus groups with parents and students and said, what do you want in an educational space? What would be amazing to you? And they talked about things like lighting and windows and floors and acoustics and relationships with teachers. And so all of those uh, focus group pieces were put into the thoughts behind this school. And within every classroom, there are three areas. There's a small teacher collaboration area with students, a collaborative work area with students, and a individual workspace for students and so some of that personalization opening your laptop you can uh, pull a chair over to the side where they uh, are really unique and different looking in terms of design and and open up your laptop onto a, a a A tablet space on your chair and begin working or you can go to that student center area for the collaboration there's a, a 55 inch tv on the wall where you and your team can can throw the work up onto the onto the tv screen and really look at each other's pieces or you in this small group teacher area your teachers sees that you need support so she pulls in a small group of students and there's a 70 inch tv there that they can project information the students can touch feel and so it really is within one classroom there are multiple things going on
0: yeah so how, how does this work with uh, roll call and then attendance and these things that tie back into uh how schools get paid
1: well we still will have our uh, a, an accounting period during the day where students uh, teachers have to see what students are are there obviously average daily attendance which is how school districts get paid um but We don't necessarily have to follow a bell schedule. In fact, bells will ring at the beginning of the day, but they will not ring at any other time during the day. So students will still have a schedule that they'll follow. There's still accountability. uh, But there's also a a lot of conversations about trust and um, how we can work together as a group and be successful. So within the building, we have huddle spaces. where small groups that, that can go through. And the unique part of the University of Texas lab school model that we touched on briefly in the first segment is that we will have an incredible amount of teachers and training coming into our building. So we will have even more hands on deck, so to speak, in terms of being able to monitor the kids and see what they're doing as these groups come in and learn and support um, students in the classroom.
0: So you said University of Texas lab campus. Um, we, we should elaborate on that because as I, I learned some about this uh, being involved with Cast Tech, uh, I was floored by how kind of amazing this sets up in two different aspects as you mentioned already. It helps with that student-teacher ratio, uh, but then this is also going to uh, help the, the pay for your Cast Tech uh, staff uh, because they're going to be teaching both high school students and college students.
1: Correct so our teachers are considered master teachers on the san antonio independent uh, scale if you will this is a brand new program in saisd so um, our teachers work longer days and work um, 207 days a year so they're paid for that extra time up front and um, and across the year in addition to that we want to offer stipends to teachers to be lab school mentors so they will be expected to mentor Uh, teachers in training, either undergrad or master's level teachers um, within the scope of our program. They will also be asked to uh, participate in the professional development that we're doing for current teachers and administrators in Texas. So as I mentioned, we have a dual purpose to create a school for uh, 600 students, but to also create a training center to really change the way we educate um, education leaders in the state.
0: So how many of those teachers in training will be on campus this year?
1: Well, we anticipate about 90 um, UTSA students uh, across both fall and spring semesters, and that number grows exponentially as our program grows. Um, We are looking at a professional development program where we could touch uh, and train about 700 people within a course of about four years.
0: So that's a a big number, Is you're going to have 600 High school students on campus, you could be touching 700 teachers in training. That's almost one for one, or even if they're only there for a year of the four years, it's still a, a student-teacher ratio with those teachers in training of three to one. And I, I mean, I think about those like a TA in college. They're not the professor for the class, but they're really going to be folks that are going to be helpful uh, for the the kids, working on projects, learning how to think through things. Uh, and learning the skills that they need to be successful on the, the project they've been assigned.
1: Right, exactly. And some of that number that we were just talking about... Uh, we'll be coming in for three-day workshops and learning in-house we have a, within our facility We have a professional development area that's designated exclusively for this purpose And so as I said there was a lot of intentionality in design and so that we can address all the elements of our program the space is about 52,000 square feet across two two different um, facilities but the, the lab school model will definitely allow us to meet our mission. And we didn't really talk in the first segment about schedule and what makes us unique, but I think that that's, that's worthy of being addressed at this point in the conversation because um, our school day will start at 8.15 and go to 4 o'clock Monday through Thursday, um, which is a, it's a, a longer time than what you'd see in a traditional school. And then on Fridays, our schedule will go from 8.15 to 2 o'clock. And we really want our lab school uh individuals to go into downtown and on these trips with us into the mentorship and the job shadowing opportunities on those fridays and so we really want to use that compressed schedule to make it very real and hands-on for both teachers and training and our students and and so they will be in the field that gift of time on friday also allows us to really work on any deficits that our kids have um, to do some professional development staff, allow kids to create their own clubs and organizations, time to meet. The bus still shows up at four o'clock on a Friday. And if a teacher needs to plan a doctor's appointment or go get their tire fixed, then that, that flexible Friday gives them the option without having to miss instructional time.
0: Yeah, so you don't have teachers taking vacation no. days to go run errands.
1: right, so that, that thing, I think we really have to think about what's good for teachers and not just what's good for kids. And so if we're really going to ask them to be creative in these super teachers, then we need to honor that they still have a life outside of school.
0: Yeah. So you you opened up applications for teachers uh, back in March. And mm-hmm. as, as we're on air here, you're still taking applications for teachers. So if someone's out there and they're listening to this or they have a friend or colleague who they think could be um, this could be very interesting for, where would they go to find out more about your uh, openings to become a, a teacher and a member of the staff at Castech? Tech?
1: All the jobs are currently posted on the SAISD website um, under uh, Job Openings and under HR.
0: You're listening to CyberTalk Radio on 1200 WAI. I'm joined this week by Kelly Isbell, the principal of Castec High School. We've been going through uh, all of the wonderful things that uh, are going to happen on campus this year as she starts a journey uh, running her own education startup here in downtown San Antonio. Uh, So, and Cast Tech is all about teaching uh, applied science and technology. That's what the uh, acronym there stands for. And uh, with this technology school, it's uh, not only going to teach technology, but it's going to use some advanced technology inside of it. If you missed uh, earlier parts of the broadcast, uh, you can listen to us on the rebroadcast on iTunes, uh, YouTube, or Pocket Casts uh, after Tuesday of this week. So, Kelly, you've been uh, out on the road uh, doing uh, quite a few activities uh, between accepting the job as principal um, and opening up this August. Uh, so give us a, a little bit of the background. Uh, I joined you at a, a breakfast here a little while ago. I guess we can talk about that one. But what else have uh, you been doing to to get up and, and get the word out about Cast Tech?
1: Well, we presented at um, SAISD Middle Schools. Um, so students could hear our message. We hosted three open house events for parents and students to come in and hear about us And we had over 200 people attend the first one about hundred and seventy in the second one um, And just under that um, in the third event. We've also hosted events um, Girls Inc. hosted an event for us. I've had multiple opportunities to Um, Talk about our school. I gave a keynote address at a math summit this past week at region 20 where we were really looking at at Longitudinal data um, that addresses some concerns that we have about equity um, Across math education across grade levels. I was able to uh, testify before a house committee uh, the week before uh, actually last week on a couple of bills that will change um, the way funding is allocated for renovating facilities, which could mean upwards of about $300,000 for our facility. Um, and then the week before that, I was able to uh, be a speaker at a CEO luncheon that was um, hosted by um, Cappy Lawton at La Fonda. And it was Tech Blocks first opportunity to bring in all of their CEOs into one space and For that to be the focus of a high school uh, presentation to me was just incredible. I mean, it really says a lot about that organization's ability to rally behind education. And if we can be the glue that brings everybody together, then that's just absolutely fantastic. And what a wonderful opportunity uh, for us to get to be part of that presentation. Um, In February, um, I got to participate in Texas CEO Magazine's um, speaker series with uh, David Hurd and Lorenzo Gomez so I got to address a CEO group at that point in time um, also but I've had lots of opportunities to, con- to connect with our UTSA partners with our nonprofit uh, groups as we really roll this this project out
0: yeah and and so at that event at La Fonda uh, AT&T gave a donation to the school there can you share a yes. little bit about what brought that about
1: Well, we are fundraising for our capital campaign. We have a budget of about $10.9 million to renovate our facility and to transform Old Tech, which was an old vocational building used for automotive and uh, CAD and Uh, kind of a drafting environment and now we're making renovating that into a high-tech space and so AT&T's contribution was really geared towards some of the programs that will be used in-house So we have different uh, groups that have come to the table some that are are ready to make their campaigns and and contributions known some that are, are holding those to their own public events but we've been able through a variety of benefactors to really transform this space and even to look at some of the, and funding some of the programs that go inside it.
0: So if uh, somebody's listening out there from uh, a corporate giving or from a foundation or a trust that wanted to uh, participate in that capital campaign, who do they reach out to and where do they get involved?
1: Well, the San Antonio... Um, uh, school District Foundation is a place that they can donate to, or also they can contact through the Friends of CAST site. There is a place uh, on that that's housed through the SA Tech Block site uh, to be able to donate through there, or they can contact the school um, directly, and we can help them with their with their donation.
0: So if, if you're inspired and excited about how education is going to be transformed, starting uh, with science and technology here, but really... Um, this could apply to a whole new way to teach high school, whether it's going to be focused on science or technology or arts or anything else in the future. This new learning system that you're developing uh, could let kids excel in all sorts of different directions over time.
1: Absolutely. And the eighty um, twenty Foundation, uh, through Graham Weston's um, donation, will match all funds up to $600,000. So that matching campaign is a wonderful way for us to really um, help our, meet our needs within the community. And that's that's definitely a place that they can give through the 8020 Foundation.
0: So it's just amazing as we keep talking, you just list off more folks that are involved around here. Um, I think it it's really speaks to uh what you've been able to do is uh, just covering through this interview here today, um, all of the exciting things going on, and as you're able to get out there in front of those audiences as you have, uh, just increases the excitement about uh, what can happen here and the, the revolution that we can lead folks through. So, uh, one area I know we, we haven't hit on it all yet. So, when these kids graduate from high school, they could have some college credits. Correct. Yeah. You just say that so matter of factly. Right. Yeah. No, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. they, they might finish high school with up to 30 college credits.
1: Right. Uh, we, are, we are pledging to our students to offer them a minimum of 30 hours of college credit free. And so those are through our San Antonio College and our University of Texas San Antonio partnerships and articulation agreements. And so there are courses on the deck that we can already tap into because they're already at- articulated, but we really want to try to be as respons- responsive to students' needs as possible. So if their interests vary from what we already have, then we will work with our partners to make um, as many opportunities available. And that may be professors coming into our school to teach. It may be our students leaving campus because we're right next to the UTSA downtown campus or to San Antonio College. Or it may mean virtual connectivity, just depending on the nature of the course and the number of students enrolled.
0: So uh, potentially you could be saving a year or more off of the, the time it takes to, to go to college. But then if you're saving that year, you're also saving a whole year of tuition in college. Absolutely. So this uh, I mean, could eff- effectively reduce your college costs by... 25% just on the the gross cost of saving that one year, then you're also graduated and out working a year sooner. So uh, if as you progress through with what's going on here at CAST could really change some of the whole landscape on how people are thinking about college tuition, college debt burdens, and, and all of those things.
1: I think you're absolutely right. And what we tell parents is Um, let's let's take a step back. Let's make informed decisions about college. Let's go have some real-world skills that we base time and money on. And I've used this example so many times, and I think back when I was in high school, I wanted to be a stockbroker because I saw the movie Wall Street, and I thought, man, that guy's super cool. I want to be like him. And then I went to college and started paying for classes and realized that I did not really want to do business finance when I actually experienced it. And so that was what I based a collegiate major on. Unfortunately, I figured that out in the first semester. But what if I had waited for three or four years? Think of all the time and money. So if we're able to give kids all of these opportunities to make informed decisions, and then our business partners have guaranteed job interviews. I'm not saying they'll give them the job, but they'll guarantee them an interview after high school. So let's assume now that they get that job making $45 to $60,000 in some of these fields, then they can literally put themselves through college. They aren't asking their parents for money. That relationship that they developed in high school with those prospective employers became that internship, became that job after college. So there's they and many of our partners will fund education for college. So we have now we're now finishing college with a job, we don't have to wonder if we're going to get one in our career field. And we've had years of good decision making and good relationship building with these people. So it completely changes the landscape uh, when you start looking at what's going to happen to these Cast Tech graduates in four years.
0: Yeah, this is a exciting future building vision. Uh, if you want to stay on top of what's going on with CAST Tech. Uh, the CAST Tech High School website is part of SASD, correct? Well,
1: you can go to CASTschools.com and find us.
0: Okay. So C-A-S-T-S-C-H-O-O-L-S.com. Correct. So on, a, on an independent site there for the school. Um, if the, you wanted to get involved as a mentor, that's on the SA Tech Block website as the Friends of CAST. As we're going through to close out the program here, if you're a, a teacher or if you've got friends or colleagues that you think could be an amazing uh, teacher at CAST, uh, they can apply on the SAISD website. If you're a, a parent of one of those uh, kids that are in 7th grade this year, the 8th graders, graders—they Kelly's already filled up this uh, fall's class, but for 7th grade kids out there or kids that are going to be heading into 8th grade um, this fall, uh, you could start looking at uh, CAST and the requirements and things for that next year. Uh, what else should we close with here? Things well, I would, to just, know about.
1: I would issue um, a, a challenge. I would issue an offer for anyone listening that if you've ever wanted to plug into education, if you want to bring in your expertise, if you want to help uh, with projects or come listen to students give um, their solutions to things or you want to come do a coffee talk with students or you want to come teach a class or you want to get involved in so many different ways. This is an opportunity to do that. And I think that all of us at some point in time learn more about our own career fields when we share that information with someone else. When we teach it, we also internalize what we know. And so I would, I would say that it would increase their own professional expertise to come and give their own narrative and to listen to students and really encourage this next group of students to come live, work, and stay in San Antonio.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining us this week on Cyber Talk Radio and for helping uh, train that next level of software developer that will be coming into the workforce and um, learning all about cyber. And I expect you guys will have a Cyber Patriot team coming here sooner <laughs> than you think.
1: Yes, we will. <laughs>